This is the PMP Industry Insider Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome out to another episode of the PMP Industry Insider Podcast, where we take you to the front lines, to those that are driving changes in the industry. And I've messed up this front part now twice, Dan. So we're just gonna we're gonna roll with it. But as always, my name is Donnie Shelton, owner of Triangle Home Services, which has Triangle Pest Control as well as Triangle Lawn, as well as the CEO of Colmarch and Digital Marketing and Sales Services for Pest and Lawn Industries. Dan, highly esteemed Dan Gordon, would you like to say hello to our audience? Hello, everyone. Uh, very glad to be here. Uh, this is going to be a good one. This is Dan Gordon, PCO bookkeepers, PCO M&A specialists, and uh, um, we are excited to have Sarah today. Uh, I'll let you introduce her. Um, go ahead, Donnie. Yeah. So, you know, we had Sarah on before and she's turned into a bit of a rock star since we've aired that episode. And we talked a lot about, you know, getting the right people in this economy, which everyone is struggling with currently. And I say everyone, I really do mean everyone. Um, and we, we spent a lot of time in that episode talking about recruiting. We spent a lot of time talking about screening and we never really got to kind of the second half, which is, you know, we want to talk about, well, once you get someone hired, it's a lot easier. It's, it's almost like customers, right? It's a lot easier to keep a current customer than it is to, to buy a new one. So we thought we would invite Sarah back um, to really finish out that episode. And just real quick, I've, I've talked about this on a previous podcast, but I'll I'll, I'll introduce her again. Sarah is the Director of Cultural Development for Triangle Home Services. Uh, she's been with us since uh, 2019 and is responsible for everything HR related. Uh, that includes everything from recruiting, hiring, onboarding, benefits, administration, human relations, culture development, event planning, and the list keeps growing which I'm sure she's super excited about. Again, if you've not listened to the front episode, uh, it's episode 60. Um, and you know, if you wanna learn about recruiting and attraction, that's the episode that you wanna listen to. But, but for today, we're gonna be talking more about retention and culture. So Sarah, welcome back. Great to have you. Well, thanks for having me back. I'm excited to be here. So we're gonna we're gonna kind of start off with talking a little bit about uh, retention, and you know when you know in this in this market when when labor is so uh, in high demand, um, it's almost like we have to play really really good defense, right, to keep our people people who are with us, assuming that we want to keep them. How do we prevent them uh, from walking, and how do we uh, prevent them from being um, plucked out by another company. And so let's start with the question of how do you at Triangle retain uh, your key players? It's a great question. And just like you said, it's definitely easier to keep people than than trying to find new great people. And uh, I think it definitely starts with what we talked about last time is taking the time to find those amazing uh, candidates that turn into team members. And once they're once they're here, we we provide them. They have a 90 day kind of introductory period is what we call it. We provide them with objectives to get them trained and, and onboarded and, and ready to go. And so setting them up for success day one, I think, is really important and showing them that, you know, we have 
you know, our, we have our stuff together. We know what we're doing and they're not just coming here and immediately jumping into a job. They are getting trained. They are getting to know their team members, people that they can rely on if they have questions during that training period. And then, you know, then kind of as they get through that, they, they start heading out on their own and doing on the job training. And at that point, it's, it's really being supportive of kind of what they want to do. So after that 90 day period is over, they're, you know, considered a full time team member. And and if it's if they want to continue to grow in that particular job, then we're helping them do that. If management is something that they're interested in, giving them those opportunities and those tools to do that. And so it's just really supporting them and, and, and helping them with whatever goals that they have. So you talked a little bit about and, and I agree with this. Um, and I think you're you're probably being easy here, but but you know, let's talk a little bit about what well, I think what I heard you say is, you know, right out the gate, you want to impress the candidate when they come in. Like we've got our act together. It's not like the this is an afterthought or we're gonna kind of slap some training program together or hey, we gotta do this. And it's it's actually an organized checklist, you know, day by day approach of bringing up to speed. You talked about 90-day objectives. What exactly, are there common objectives that you have between all positions? Is it specific to a position? Is it kind of a combination of the two? Like what what kinds of things are on, I mean, because there's kind of two things happening here, right? In the first 90 days, everyone's trying to figure out, is this gonna work, right? We're trying to figure out, is, is this person really who we think they are? And I'm sure the person's trying to figure out, are we who we say we are? So what, what kind of things are, on those 90 day objectives. So when they come in for all positions, there's some of the same training. We do some of that normal, boring read and take test type uh, onboarding stuff, but that's to help introduce them to our company and kind of the basics of what we do. So everyone goes through those same training periods. Those usually take a couple days to a week. And then at that point, the next two to three weeks is really focused on their specific job training. So and the boring stuff would be like handbook type training, like is correct. that right? Anything else? Correct. Um, just some basic kind of bug knowledge <laughs> or lawn gotcha. knowledge. Because no matter what position you have within our company, whether you're you're answering phone calls or out in the field, you need to know kind of the basics. You know, you want you want to be able to have that conversation with a customer, especially with our office team. You know, they want if someone calls and says, "Hey, I have this bug, and this is what it looks like," they should be able to kind of say, "Oh, I think that's this," and lead them in the right direction to make that sale and and get one of our technicians out there to to make sure it is what it is. But um, it's important that we all kind of have that base knowledge. Gotcha. Gotcha. So basic bug training, handbook training, um, kind of your basic stuff. And then after that, on, on to their job. Now, another question I have is, so everyone and Dan, you can weigh on this one as well. But it seems like there's a lot of confusion when someone talks about retention of employees. And, and I kind of view this as cancels on customers. People, they measure it differently. So can you walk us through like how you measure retention and how often you're evaluating it for, for Triangle? So I, I do keep a retention percentage. So I base our turnover off of our total number team members that we have. And then that gives us our turnover rate. And then the opposite of that would be your retention rate. And for us, 
I look at it on a monthly basis, but also on an annual basis. So monthly, I try, I hope our retention's around 95%, which that is kind of hoping that it doesn't happen, but kind of playing into maybe one to one and a half people leaving a month. And then as far as the year, you know, when I looked and did some research on the industry, the um, retention rate was around 30 to 35 percent. And so we're around the 65 percent, which I think is really good in comparison to the industry. Go ahead, Sarah. Uh, so I, I, I do think that, um, you know, we're doing pretty good in that when I look at our annual um, amount. So looking at the monthly is a little hard to kind of tell overall, but being able to look at the annual and see that we're sticking around that 65% of retaining our current customers. Now, when I first started, that first year was a little bit lower than that. It was in the 40s. So we've done a lot in the last two years to get it to that 60%. Um, and that, and that too shows that we're doing something right because we've also grown. So we, we have a lot more people to possibly lose. And yeah. um, so it's, it's really, really looking good. Um, so let's, let's talk a little bit about um, some things that you feel like have really, I mean, obviously I, I couldn't agree with you more. You, you said this earlier, which is, you know, one of the key things to help your retention rate is to hire, right? <laughs> from the start <laughs> that's probably i would say probably the most important thing but what are some other things that you feel like have changed retention for for people that we brought in uh, i mean i know one of the things that th this i think i might have talked about this in in episode 60 when we were talking to you the the first time but you did a co2 presentation i think back in 2019 and we kind of went through all the things that we were doing at triangle and how we've changed the benefits and i was actually pretty impressed i mean Obviously, I'm, I own the company, and but I had never seen it. Everything kind of put together in, in one nice, concise package. So, what are you know? Do you feel like that's what has changed the retention rate, or do you feel like it's a combination of things? Can you just walk through what you feel like has really improved that? Absolutely, I, I do think it's a combination. I think the benefits package is. Great. I'll, I'll be perfectly honest. It was one of the reasons why I decided to come and work at Triangle. The the fact that we take care of our people, whether it's you know health benefits, medical, dental, vision. We offer a 401k match, which a lot of companies in our industry don't. Um, and it's a it's a great match. It, it was comparable to my job at my Fortune 500 company I was at before. Uh, the other benefits that we have as far as tuition reimbursement, so helping people who want to go back to school or get a certification to help them within their particular job or, you know, moving up into a new job. All those benefits definitely play into it. But I think some other things, you know, when I came on board, there wasn't really anyone focused on the hiring and the culture and the retention. And so I think having someone focused on that has really helped and that I have the time to find ways to recognize our team members. I think recognition is one of the things that if you ask your team members what they want more of recognition, you know, and it, yeah. it's, you know, not just the good job today, you know, blanket, good job, but like actually saying, hey, good job at you know, this house, this customer said this about you and, and pointing that out and giving, giving them that encouragement to continue what they're doing. 
and then I think it's also just the the culture that we've created as far as having fun and getting together with each other outside of work and whether it's going to a, a baseball game or a picnic and bringing our families and getting our families together. And I think that builds camaraderie between our team members that makes them enjoy coming to work and, and working with those people. Hey, Sarah, um, I was having some mic issues, so hopefully uh, you can hear me now. Um, so a couple of questions off the bat. So uh, you had talked about uh, retention. Uh, at, uh, so so you, you mentioned uh, retention um, at 30 percent or something for industry average. You Did you mean attrition or retention? You mean two thirds of the people turn over every year? Correct. Two thirds are turning over. Wow. Wow. That, that's that's pretty. And, and the other thing that I wanted to ask you about was when we talked about uh, you know, a good offense is, is a good defense. How about after the 90 days? What are some of the defensive, like, you know, I'm sure that your technicians are getting calls all the time. Hey, come and join us and whatnot. How, how do you hold on to them after the, the probationary period? Yeah, and I think yeah, it kind of goes into what I was just talking about with we offer more we than offer just more than, job. We offer, we offer benefits. benefits. We offer them the, the, the recognition and the, the get-togethers, the things that other companies don't really offer. They they want you to come and work and go home, and that's kind of all that they care about as, as long as you get your job done. And, and there's probably companies out there that pay more, so on paper it looks like a better option. But if you look at the overall package, I think that, you know, people want to have different things. Not everyone's in it for the money. Not everyone's in it for the ability to move up to that next position. It's kind of- Well, the I, have, I have to make this point because it, you know, you, you said it before, which is we sucked at marketing everything that we offered before you came on board. I mean, we have, we obviously have offered these benefits before. It's not like, you know, we added a bunch of stuff, but we didn't, you know, you, I, you do this thing, I think it's called an annual summary of benefits, but I've seen it before and it's fantastic. But, you know, I think part of this is is just really packaging it up so people can really see exactly what we're offering. Because I know before we had all these things and it just was kind of like an afterthought, you know, once we'd hire someone, oh, by the way, we, we offer this and we offer that. And then, you know, actually getting it to some sort of cohesive presentation where people can actually see it, I think went a long way. I mean, can you talk a little bit about the annual summary of benefit? Because I think it's a fantastic idea and I, I wished I'd have thought of it, but I didn't, but it, it's working and I like it. so. <laughs> So you'll take credit for it? <laughs> I can't take credit for it. Well, yeah. Well, I'll touch on one thing and, uh, and then I'll get to that. But one thing that we, we do during our interview process is go over the benefits. We do that on the phone. It's it's listed on the job description when someone goes to apply. But we also go over it in the phone interview. We talk about it again in the in-person interview. And then once they come on board, it's in orientation. So on orientation day, yeah, they have to wait till their 90th day to be eligible for those benefits. But we're reminding them again that they have those benefits. And then the other thing we do is on their 90th day or about I guess about two weeks before they hit their 90th day with us, we go back over all those benefits again, because at that point they are now eligible to make the selections for their health benefits and start contributing to their 401k. So we go back over it again. We kind of you know, beat it into them like, hey, these are there, please use them. That's what they're there for. Um, 
So all of that, I think, plays a big part in the retention. And then the total compensation statements is, is what we call it. It's an annual uh, report for the team member to see kind of all the things that they got from from Triangle for the year. And so I'm actually in the process of working on it now. I usually start the end of December, beginning of January. And I put together, it's usually like a two, three page document, and it shows all of the benefits listed out to see what that total compensation is. So it's not just your annual salary. It includes the company match for your medical benefits and then the contributions that we've helped you with on the 401k and things like that. And, and so then I end up setting up a one-on-one -on -one with every team member and go over that with them. So that way they can ask questions or you know, maybe that brings to their attention, oh yeah, I forgot about that benefit and, and things like that. And so we go back over it every year with the team member. And that's Bonnie, a good can way. Can put a, a sample of that up on the, on the website? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I think it'd be fantastic. That, that's a good idea because pe people don't realize that just your payroll tax match alone without before benefits, you know, that's probably like 10 or 12%. And then you add your, um, benefits and whatnot, but do, do you have any stats on your participation in health and 401k? Usually you find younger people, well, I'm not going to pay all that money for health benefits because it's a lot of money and I'm, I'm healthy. And that's not when you want to, um, you know, when you want to start your insurance. Do you have stats on that? I can definitely pull reports and see who's, you know, in there. I don't off the top of my head know kind of age range and, and that kind of stuff, but I do encourage everyone as soon as they start and just speak from my personal experience of how how it compounds i don't think pe people realize it's like oh but retirement's 30 years away but that compound over those 30 years is insane and so just kind of giving them my personal you know little bit of knowledge that i have on it, it i try to encourage them even getting just a match um, and, and again, one of the things that I love about Triangle is that, you know, we don't have a vesting period. And so it's yours day one, which is amazing. A lot of companies don't do that. Well, and I think the main thing here is just monetizing what is really being offered in terms of benefits, because it's easy to say, yeah, we do match and we do medical and we do. But, you know, actually taking it down to a number so folks can see, well, you know, yeah, it says I'm making, you know, 45, 50 K, but really I'm making, you know, 60 or whatever that number is. And I mean, I'm just throwing numbers out right now. But but point is, is that it's 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 really taking and monetizing the value of what's really being offered. So I think that's fantastic. Let's let's switch gears here now. And let's start talking about culture, because I think that, you know, when we get in, we're talking about retention and we're talking about what to do with folks once we get them in the door. I think this is probably the most important part of it. And so I just want to start with let's just define what company culture is. And Sarah, do you want to take a stab at that? Or Dan, do you want to take a stab at it? Or should I give it to Sarah? I think you should give it to Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Sarah, take it away here. Yeah, so the company culture is kind of the feeling you get when you walk in the door and and then even thereafter, it's it's what is this company, you know, how are the people, what, do we have similarities, do we have common interests, is it a place I feel comfortable walking in every day, do we both see the same things as far as values and put, putting all that together and you know, at Triangle, our our culture is we work hard, have fun and, and get it done. And I think that kind of speaks to to who we are at Triangle. We, we are a company. We have goals we have to meet. We're going to work hard. We're going to hit those goals. 
but we're also going to have fun. You know, day to day, we're going to have fun. We're also going to have events and get together and have fun outside of work. And, and no matter what, we're going to make sure that everything that needs to happen is, is getting done. And, and I think one of the things that we do when we're interviewing is asking people, what are you looking for in a company culture and seeing, are they aligning with the same things that we are? Are they, you know, our core values are our go rise. So is respect, integrity are those things that they're looking for? Cause that's what we're going to offer. And that's what we're expecting from them. And so really making sure that that person aligns with the culture that we have. Do you take um, ideas from current employees and add that to culture? And if you do have, what's that process look like? Absolutely. We do an annual, we we'll actually do it twice a year engagement survey. And there's a, a handful of kind of standardized multiple choice questions. And then we actually ask open ended questions for feedback on things. You know, if, if you had a perfect company, what what would that look like? What things would you want? You know, what do you want from your immediate supervisor to help you with your, you know, your day to day or or anything like that? And so one of the things we're actually doing this year is really focusing on that feedback 100 percent. And we found a lot of times the feedback that we get is is geared to tell a lot of the th things that you would think, you know, better communication, more recognition. And so those are the things that we've heard in the past. But we've really encouraged our team members to not just put you know, more training. Well, we know you want training. So what kind of training do you want more on the job training, more leadership training? what be more specific because we we want to offer that to you and and so this year we're taking the feedback we got we did our survey back in october taking that feedback and putting it into action and the, the other thing that we heard a lot of is people have ideas that aren't being implemented and so we're putting together a plan to take those ideas and and either put them into action or if for some reason we're not able to for whatever reason just letting them know the why you know maybe we can't do it right now or maybe we've tried it in the past and it's just not something we can do again or you know but just listening to them because those you know those are the people that are out there doing the day-to-day -day. Uh, they're the they're the ones that are going to make that you know huge impact in our company is letting us know where we can be better I so for owners listening so i was going to say i want to circle back just real quick because something that you said, Sarah, and I think this is extremely important. You know, we asked this question of what is company culture and we got there. But, you know, the reality is, is company culture is nothing more than assembling people with shared values. And what does that assume? Right. It, it assumes that you've taken the time as an owner or a manager or a leader or whatever. And you've really identified this is what's important to me or us, you know, this group. And. I, by the way, I have struggled with this idea of what is company culture and what does it mean? It's it, it's a really, it's a, I don't know, maybe I was overcomplicating it, but I think it's a complicated question. It wasn't until I read EOS and there was this whole chapter on, you know, getting a good culture fit where he talked about this. But I, I just want to reinforce for our listeners and just reiterate it again. When we talk about culture, really what we're talking about is we're talking about values, specifically shared values. And so um, so if you, you've not taken the time to do that, I would say it's probably impossible to build. I mean, you have a culture no matter what, but <clears throat> my guess is that if you haven't taken the time to do that, it's probably not very clear. And I can almost guarantee it could probably get better. So Dan, I didn't mean to step on you there, but what were you going to ask? Yeah. So um, 
one of the things that that you've got a lot of owners who are uh you know thinking about this whole culture thing and what's it going to cost me and and so a lot of what you just said sarah doesn't cost anything right um and so um is there a priority list or is there a budget for something like this uh you know depending on you know, maybe our culture is that we all go out to dinner once a month or something. Or is is do do you do it that way, or is it is it you know less monetary? It's kind of dependent on your your company and what you can can do. If you have the ability to to get your people together and do events, then you know I would say do that, bring them together, especially. I will say over the past few years, we've really seen a shift in how our technicians and our office communicate. There used to be a us versus them kind of mentality and having having these events and bringing them together has really kind of broken down those walls and really helped them to work together a lot better. Uh, so if you have that ability to do it, you know, it can if you have the space at your facility, you know, bring everyone. Now, of course, COVID's kind of putting a damper on a lot of these things. But if you have the space, bring everyone together. And, you know, I, I think last year when we did a picnic. I spent about one hundred dollars just buying like yard games. So, you know, have cornhole and, um, you know, giant uh, Jenga or, you know, things like that. And people can just like get together and play games and, and chat and, and build those relationships. But you can also do things on the cheap, too. You know, we can we've done. Um, virtual get-togethers. They're not the best uh, at, at doing that because a lot of people are trying to talk at once. But, you know, it, you got to do what you got to do during the times that we're in. Um, but we, I think, like I said earlier, recognition is a huge thing. And that is something that you can do without any money. You know, find ways to do that. We have we use Slack for our communication. And that is one thing that we have really encouraged is the recognition piece through Slack. And and things that you maybe don't see through its surveys, you know, the, the teamwork that's going on, put that in Slack. And we also do weekly a during our managers meeting. We have the managers talked with their teams, bring feedback to the manager meetings. We all listen to the feedback and then the managers take them back to their team. And so, you know, you can see what one of our branches is saying about the other branch or even the office is saying about you know a different a different technician branch. So. Recognition is one of those areas where you can definitely do it on the cheap and it really builds, you know, not just your culture, but teamwork. So let's say you're you're sitting back. By the way, I know none of our listeners fall into this category, by the way. <clears throat> You've not really taken the time to actually get to this whole values exercise, but you're trying to figure out, like, where is my culture at now? Like, I think it's good. <laughs> <laughs> what would you recommend? Like, how would someone, I mean, first of all, do we measure like our culture at Triangle? If we do, how do we measure it? And then if we do, and someone else is kind of just listening in on this podcast, what could they do to measure or just, you know, just decide like, okay, yeah, this is my culture is where I want it to be or it's not. So I think retention and I think engagement surveys both play into culture, but I think really asking your people how they feel about the company, where there can be improvements, I think that'll give you a good feel of where where you are. There's lots of surveys that can be done anonymously, so making sure that the team members know 
this is completely anonymous. I think they're more willing to give honest feedback. And, you know, the engagement survey that we do, it's $15 per participant um, to give you a perspective of what it would cost if, if people wanted to use the same company that we do. But, um, you know, just really asking your team, like, what do you think our company culture is and where do you think we can get better? I think we'll give you a good pulse on where you are right now and and the things that you can do to, to make it better. I, I would I mean, say the use other- $15. Is, is that do they debut? <clears throat> Uh, do, do they create the questions and whatnot, or is that just like a piece of software that 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 runs it? Yeah, so we use Gallup uh, for their survey, and so they do develop. They have what's called a Q12. So there's 12 questions that they ask, and they range the answers. You range from extremely satisfied to extremely unsatisfied, and then the three in the middle. And they ask questions related to recognition and, and having a, a best friend at work or someone that you can you know, rely on at work to, you know, has my supervisor given me recognition in the last month or the last six months, things like that. And so you can get a number score from those questions. And then there's, you know, probably 30 to 50 kind of, they're already built into the system questions, but they're open-ended. And so you can select from those to then ask your teams the, the open-ended questions as far as what can we do better. So, and that's that's kind of getting feedback from your folks. I the only thing I would add, if if I were to add anything, which by the way, Sarah has a much better answer to this than than I have. But um, if you look in EOS, there's a and when I'm talking about EOS, I'm talking about the book Traction. If you've not read it, fan, I would highly recommend that you do it. But there's a there's a section in there that's called the People Analyzer. And essentially what it does is it takes your values, you you put your values across the top, you put your people down the side, and then you start grading. And to me, you know, I'm not saying this person is good, bad, different. It's really like, does this person match with the values that we're trying to create? So I think that's another good way to gauge. I mean, your culture is nothing more than your people and kind of where they're at. And then the question that you're trying to get an answer to is, are the people that I have at my company, are they lined up with what we're trying to create uh, from a values perspective? And if they're not, then there's your gauge, right? That's that's your evaluation on your culture. And it may be that you just haven't emphasized it enough. It could be that you're not clear, or it could be that that person's never gonna share those values and there needs to be a change made. Um, <clears throat> okay, so we're running close to an end of time here. I have a I have one more question I wanna ask. And then, and then after that, we'll we'll open it up. But if if someone's sitting back and they're thinking to themselves, yeah, you know what, at my company right now, that we we don't have the best culture. You know, I've got infighting. I've got people bickering with each other. I've got customer service issues. We've got production issues. You know, yada yada yada. I mean, whatever the whatever the list is. If someone doesn't have the best culture, what advice would you give them for for turning and riding the ship. Any thoughts there? Yeah, I think it's just kind of reiterating a couple of things we've already said. So to your point, Donnie, earlier is defining what your culture is. What do you want it to be? What are your values? What what kind of if you don't define your culture, your culture is going to be defined for you. <laughs> and so you want to you want to have control over, you know, the type of company that you have. And then I would say ask the people that you have, ask your team members, you know, what they want, what would make them 
a happier team member, you know, and, and you'll, like I said, you'll probably get some of those standard, better communication, more recognition, things like that, but act on it. If you get that advice, you need to act on it. You can't just listen to it and hope that it just changes. You gotta, you gotta put some action to it. So I have a final question and this is more for Donnie. So when you hired Sarah, was she, was the vision to, to, to make her the, the culture czar or was it an HR thing? Did you have a problem that you wanted to solve and she came in and solved it? In other words, should everybody hire a Sarah for the purpose of uh, changing their culture or was it, you know, just general HR stuff? You know, I have a history in life of going into something with a plan and and realizing pretty quickly that my plan was flawed <laughs> and I get lucky. <laughs> so in this case, um, you know, when we hired Sarah, the goal was recruiting. Really, the goal was like, hey, you know, we, we need to we need we need someone beating down doors here because we're not getting enough folks in and my managers aren't good at it. Um, let's get someone in who can do recruiting and some HR. And so for me personally, that was the initial intent. You know, and, and like most people, right? I mean, I'm learning as a leader. Um, and, you know, as we got further into it, of course, Sarah did a fantastic job in recruiting and she started putting some folks um, on the team that really fit. Um, I, as a leader, kind of realized like, hey, you know, I, I need to be more like, if I'm going to build something that's going to last, we, we really need to be thinking about culture. And, and you know, because <clears throat> the problem is, is that when you have a lack of clarity there, if you've got a good idea, it's and it's not super clear, who knows where your culture is going to go? It may go somewhere great. It may not. And so over time, what happened was my focus shifted to, well, from one from recruiting to let's make sure that who we put on the team really belong. Um, and so so then I kind of I don't know, if Sarah, if you remember this meeting, but I, I met with Sarah and Jess and I kind of laid out this grand vision of like where this is going to go. And I got on a whiteboard and, and, and spec it all out. And, and really at that point is when I kind of started seeing Sarah in a different role. Um, and when I say a different role, meaning that it, it, we're at one where there's, she's helping design our culture and, and reinforce it. And it's been a fantastic move. I think it's been a fantastic fit for both her and for, for us. And, and I'm seeing the benefits every day on our team. I don't want to paint some perfect picture. Like we had it all figured out because we didn't, again, we, we started with just, you know, Hey, we want to bring her in as a recruiter, but it has absolutely changed as we have developed as a business. Uh, and as we've learned a lot as a company. And so, I don't know if you remember that meeting or not, Sarah, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so for me, that's that's I mean, going back to what I originally said, you know, I, I would love to tell you that I had this grand vision when we started, but I didn't. It kind of morphed once we got her in the door. And I would say absolutely say that, you know, for a lot of folks, step one may be that may very well be the right move is like, look, we got to get someone to recruit. But someone needs to be paying attention to the culture because the fact is, is that you could have the best recruiter in the world bringing the wrong people in. And so I think it's one of those things where you really need to sit down and, and get clear on what those are and then hire the recruiter. And, and then as you get a little bit larger, if you can 
afford it, then then you need to put someone on it full time because that, you know, it's one thing to say I have these values. It's something totally different to create activities, to reinforce it in meetings and and to really, you know, make it a point to highlight those values as often and as much as you can. If people can't tell you what your values are, then you're not doing a good job of communicating and reinforcing it in my mind. Those, those, so since you have Sarah at your place in North Carolina and she's spoken for, where do I, where do I or where does somebody find a Sarah? What's the background? Where do you, oh, that's Sarah. you know, I, you know, I can't answer that Sarah. one. <laughs> what, what's your background that, 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 that uh, you know, that I recruit for? Well, to be honest, I actually didn't have like HR, true HR experience. I had done some recruiting in my prior roles as an admin and, and helping out with recruiting in my prior company, but not like true experience. I just I had the desire to want to learn and want to do it. And I was a referral. I think we talked about that last last go round. I was a referral. So ask your team members that you have now. Do you know someone that would be a good fit and, and has kind of that drive to make it happen. And this was an, an area that I was very much interested in. I went to, you know, when I got my MBA, I, I knew doing HR was what I wanted to do. It fits me personally, like my personality to a T. And so I just had that drive. So I, I would say, look for someone that has that drive to want to, to make a company better. I wanted to help the people within a company make you know their day better, their job better, and then in turn, make the company better. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Well, we folks have come to the end of yet another fantastic podcast. Sarah, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on board and, and, and you know, here with Dan and I to talk a little bit about culture. This has been a fantastic discussion, at least for, for me. Um, Dan, any parting Great. questions, thoughts here before we finish out? Very educational and uh, really appreciate you coming on. And uh, sorry about my mic issues, but. Uh, Sometimes that's what happens on live TV. So <laughs> we just roll with it. Well, thank folks, you for having me. I've Sarah, enjoyed thank it. you so much. Yeah, you know, it's it's great to have you on board. It really is. Just a reminder that you know some of the things that we talked about today, some of the websites, some of the some of the documents that we talked about as far as benefits, all those resources we'll have linked up for under the show notes on pmpindustryinsider.com. And again any ratings and reviews we greatly appreciate. And with that, we're signing off. We'll see you all next time. Thanks so much.